de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Bienvenidos. What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 31. <laughs> I hope everyone is doing well. As always, we appreciate you all listening. I'm your host, Eva Arrein, and with me is the Rafael Tamayo. Hi. <laughs> all that build up for a hi. I thought we were going to get a brat. Or something. I'm just, I'm like shaking right now. Are you shaking? Why are yes. you so shook? I'm just, I'm trembling. <laughs> Wig. No, I'm Ooh. just kidding. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get to the point. Um, we were about to get ready to record and then shout out Mondo. Yeah. Um, was like, push it, he responded. And we were like, gay? And we thought he was joking at first. Right. We're like, that's a funny joke. Cute. Thanks, Mondo. So log on twitter.com slash push a t. <laughs> Slash push at. And there was a fool. Yo. Okay, so we're going to get into it more later, but that's why we're shook right now. Yes. And we pushed back recording for like an hour. Yeah. Because we were looking at the internet and investigating things. Yes. Um, anyways, how are you besides shaking? Um, I am sunburned, phoneless. Bruh, you went through it. I'm... I'm you know, it, it's a bright... It's You're a, probably in a better place than Drake right now. Ugh. Yikes. Too soon? Um, anyways, I am... Um, I'm doing okay. Are you? I'm answering for myself. I know. <laughs> <laughs> in case anybody was wondering, I'm doing fine. I was speaking to you via ESPN. Con el... Like... Con you know, el ESPN? Yeah. Just like that. Like, yes, and yeah. I felt it. So yeah. I just said it. Um... <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I am also in a much better place than Drake is probably okay. mentally and emotionally and maybe even physically right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm feeling a little bit worried. You think he's crying? I, um, I've actually been going through it. You have? Low key. And I need your help. Okay. Yeah. I, I need you. some up? feedback. Okay. I want to um, allow our listeners to feel a bit of what we're feeling. Uh, into the reality of our existence. <laughs> That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Go. I am. I am two people in one. I am Craig and Smokey. Get the fuck out. on Craig's porch oh my on God. Friday when he ain't got no job. And he ain't got blank to do. Shit to do. And they're just like, they're saying, damn. I firmly damn! believe. Yeah. And it's a great gif as well. I don't know what that is, but. It is. It's a gif. It is. I don't know what that is. Anyways, it is. Um, <laughs> that is, I think our me moods, our me moods changed literally because of this. They did. Our whole episode has changed. Yeah, it has. Because I don't know who I am anymore. Shout out to Push. I think he knew we were going to record today, and he said, yeah. He said, here's a gift. Yeah, here's a gift. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, my me mood is going to be one of my favorite videos that is uh, De Colores classic fave. Um, and I feel a little bit like this character. 
this fine animal, this yeah. delicious meal, maybe, mm-hmm. um, has nothing to do specifically with what just occurred in pop culture. But maybe it does, because maybe Drake is this turkey that is very injured <laughs> and hopping in the grass while someone plays the classic shoot. Yeah. By what is it? Is it Black Boy? No. Black Boy. Black yeah. Boy Joy. Black. Jake. Black. <laughs> I'm fucking it up. Anyways, Black Boy B J. Oops. Is that a lot? I'm messing it up. Anyways, it's a great little video. It's a little hopping turkey, and it's my fave. And he's injured and hopping, and the guy's playing block. See, I was right. It's but Black you said Boy. J. It's Block Boy J B, and I yeah. said Block Boy J B B J, and then I was going to stop it. Uh, yes. Anyways, those are our me moods. Last episode, we had eighty eight killer join us on a dope for a dope discussion on hip hop. Yeah. I was very <clears throat> proud of that episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good episode. He had some some good insight, interesting. words to share so it was a fun time i really really enjoyed it um but we're gonna continue discussing hip-hop for a few more episodes including this one obviously we talk about hip-hop every single episode Mm -hmm. we talked about our personal love for it a little bit but i think it's just i don't like this whole vibe and energy right now was created by hip-hop yeah like, that's so crazy to me, because mm-hmm. that's how powerful it is. Um, but we will continue that here in a little bit. Now that we have our me moods, however, we can get into the juice, el juguito. All right, this is the juice, where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, etc. Um, as usual, we are going to begin with... The really rough, 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 rough stuff. Um, this shit was like too real. And obviously all these incidents and cases are all equally important and very serious. But I think with this specific one, we personalized it down to one person and we had an image. And so it hurt more, right? Um, so at least I guess that's how I interpret it for myself um with the situation that occurred with uh claudia patricia gomez gonzalez Mm -hmm. from guatemala a woman who was unarmed and shot by border patrol uh near laredo texas this past week um Very young. I saw that... I've seen in some that said she was 19, and I saw some that said she was 20. 20, right. Um, And it sucks, because with this information, it's so, like, kind of all over the place in a way. Like, there's only certain sources you really know are saying things. And so, some people were like, it's ICE. And some people were like, it's Border Patrol. And it's like, obviously, these systems all kind of work together, but they are different. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we have to be specific in saying that... um, But it was a woman who had already been in the country and was coming back. And obviously, same story of of undocumented people where it's just, we want a better life. We want an education. We want money for our family. We want this. We want that. And it's just like, I I saw it and I, I, I couldn't read into it too much because I was just like, fuck. 
this was extra heavy. And I think it's extra heavy again, because we personify it with one individual that we see. And I don't know if that's just like my personal reflection with it, or if that's why we all were feeling this one more. Um, and it's not that it's again, any greater than or less than something else or like, especially with the 1500, almost 1500 children. So this shit came out at the same time and they go hand in hand. Um, there's so much to be said about these. And we've talked about similar cases throughout this show. Yeah. And this one just hit extra hard. Yeah. And there's always like some type of explanation or official statement or justification for why the way the, the actions that took place happened, right? How the things unraveled. And regardless of that, I think, you know, as, as a people, we don't look for answers as to why this happened. It's everybody knows what's happening and it's a product of this environment that's been built to oppress and to, you know, discriminate and to criminalize destroy. And, and destroy. And so as, as isolated as this incident may be to whoever is trying to justify it on the official side, I think the understanding needs to happen where it's like, look, we're, we're, we don't want like your explanation. We understand that accountability is something that the system is having trouble with, but we're having this conversation way too often. And the, the point that seems to be missed is that it needs to be a drastic change. It me like this monumental shift. This thinking needs to change because, you know, unaccounted children is, is, you know, what's popping up in the news an innocent young woman is being killed people well, are being this story i only saw popped up, pop, pop, pop up from people in the community yeah i didn't see that one on the news outlets um i at least i didn't personally and so the thing is like that we've ta i believe we've discussed as well is that these situations aren't a trump thing Right. This was happening during Obama's presidency. Oh, yeah. He got he, he the was, deporter in chief title yeah. for a reason. Right. So we can't even just throw this all to Trump. Obviously, it's not helping and, and it's becoming worse. But to pretend as though it's just a Republican or a Democratic thing is fucking silly. When clearly this system as a whole, this government as a whole entity in this country works to destroy these people and their lives no matter who you are. Until we dismantle ICE or get rid of Border Patrol and, like, really, truly acknowledge what the fuck these police, police systems are doing to people, we're not going to get rid of this shit. It's going to keep happening. And so, like, obviously, the story about this young lady was heartbreaking. And then I, around the exact same time was when this, you know, 1,500, almost 1,500 kids missing story started popping up. Yeah. And then that one, you're just like, what the fuck? Because, again, this is not new. Right. This has happened, again, during Obama's presidency. They just kind of hide it well or, or play the, the great liberal case nice and well. Yeah, paint a picture. Um, and so it is just mind-blowing because, they're, you know, they're saying now that they have been sent to sex traffickers and this and that. And these are not exclusive to Mexico. It's a lot of Central American people that are being affected in this um, specifically and often. And so it's just one of those things, again, where you're like, 
I hate that you have to personalize it to empathize with it. Mm-hmm. But like I saw a lot of people were like, oh my God, that, what if that was your kid? Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, ugh, like these are just fucking humans that are being yeah, like either killed. Because to me, when you think of sex trafficking, like you're going to die. I don't know. I don't know if that sounds super extreme. I mean, it's not, but it's it's not like, far-fetched right. in, in that realm. And so it's just like, fuck. Like, it's exhausting. And so at this point, I'm like, do we just need to take to the streets? Like, what's happening? What do we do? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. But, you know, I think under, trying to understand it is, is one of the most important steps that we can do. Because, again, I go back to the fact that somebody will try to argue that this was an appropriate action or that this is a byproduct of something that you know, might have been a careless mistake. But it's like, all of these things are connected because we as a community are affected by events like this. No, and it's not a byproduct. That's what this country is founded on. It's literally destroying families, selling people, uh, people of color specifically, indigenous, black communities, whatever, like... It's all connected it's because all of how it's... the foundation yes. of this country. The freedom that y'all talk about and that I see on the Walmart shirts, uh, it's all bullshit. Sorry to, sorry to break it to you. Um, ugh. I feel like Pusha right now when I made that sound. But, goddamn. It's, it's draining. And my power and prayers to the families... And all the people that are constantly fighting this system, which includes us and, and lots of our listeners in different ways. And it, I think I'm just like, fuck, I don't even know what to say sometimes anymore. Because it's the same shit, just a different day. And when they're kids, people empathize more. Yeah. But even with kids, they don't care to empathize when it comes to guns. So, like, where are we going to win, folks? I don't know. It's hard to trust this... Uh, country at all la 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 the more you know um the nfl the national football league which i i i grew up loving it you know we talk about the sport but sports I, sports um i didn't pay attention to it too much last season i think i said that because i kind of once something turns me off like i'm pretty turned off mm-hmm. and <laughs> and stop it you leave the clicker over there but, I, like, I didn't care that much. Like, I watched the Super Bowl, whatever, but I was like, eh, I don't really like how y'all do it with my man's Kaepernick, so. And then now, the NFL, because, like, y'all weren't trash enough, decided to tell the players that they can't do that at all without getting suspended. Is that correct? The team being fined. So, I, I did a huge eye roll. That was my silent eye roll. Well, yeah, and then, like, well... Some of them were saying that it was a compromise because they're saying if the players don't want to come out of the locker room for the anthem, they don't have to. And so it's like, yes, miss miss the entire point. Right. Please. And then I think, shout out Winston from Sobre Mesa. He tweeted me Dak's response and he was like, oh, I think it's fine and dandy. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Dak. Stop it. I want to cheer for one of you motherfuckers. One of y'all is uh, angry and abusive to women, probably. Uh, probably several of y'all. Um, and now you, under Jerry Jones's uh, reign. You had to do more than, than just wear a Mexico jersey for me, bro. And I was, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Doc. Uh, Doc. Um, yeah. So, fuck the NFL. 
honestly, good luck enjoying anything, y'all. Because I, Kendry got me mad too. We'll talk about that later. Who? Okay, well, uh, shout out. Now we'll move to brighter news, I suppose. <laughs> brighter news indeed. Roseanne is canceled. Bye. Um, and that's all we have on that. <laughs> I was surprised by this. Not really surprised, surprised, but it just happened so quickly. So I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So y'all's fave, um, problematic white mom. I don't know if that's y'all's fave. Um, not y'all, Probably not our listeners' fave. Sitcom lady. Um. I'm not going to lie. I grew up watching Roseanne sometimes. I don't know about you, Rafa, if you ever watched the show. I never got into it. And I knew some people that, like, you know, watched it I a didn't lot. have cable, so, like, I watched it sometimes. TGIF. Um, I think it was a TGIF one, right? I don't think no, so. No, it wasn't. I don't remember that wasn't from TGIF. No. Anyways, I did watch it sometimes, and I enjoyed it sometimes. I will not lie, but I was also a child, right? I, and I couldn't get over her voice. She has the worst fucking voice. And the laugh makes you want to pull your hair out. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to be a woman in comedy. So, like, we only had, like, five women to look up to as a child. So, yeah. you had to, like, take your pick. Um, obviously, was not a big fan of her once I got to understand who she was as an adult. Um, and then just the recent bullshit is hilarious. ABC's been weird. Because they wouldn't let Blackish air the episode about kneeling, but they are a pretty radical show, in my opinion, and it's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they picked up Roseanne, which nobody asked for this, right? Nobody asks for these sitcoms to get reprises. I, I haven't, like, very, like, I would like to see the Proud family come back, but mm-hmm. that's not happening. Um, <laughs> but rarely are we asking for these shows to return. I didn't ask for Fuller House. No, keep Can it I get in the Futurama dungeon. back? No, nobody's Aww, bringing Futurama back. I still think of the dog episode and I cry. Uh, I stay, I stay watching it. Um. Anyways, so it's for someone who wants to create television. It's very irritating to see these things get like reprised. Is not the word, is it? Um, this wine might be doing a lot. Reprise is like a music back to life. Brought back, sure. Brought back to life. Well, um, life is a stretch for... Life is a highway. Okay, so Ros- Roseanne probably loves that song. <laughs> Thanks, Erica, for that that Moscato. Thank you so much, girl. Uh, so, fuck Roseanne. And the show was, like, being doing a lot. And they were like, oh, let's see how modern... We wanted to get this outlook on these families. It's important to have shows like... The- no, we don't need to, like, establish platforms for racists because they're already oh. running the country. Shit. So nobody, nobody wanted to see that. Nobody, but Do they were some, getting, but they were getting ratings because of that reason. Because a lot, yeah. And so people were like, "Ooh, I'm into it." They, I mean, if they made it like a TV series about Contagion, they would have got ratings. Oh my! That's what god. they need to do. A TV. Oh my I god! I hadn't heard a Contagion a TV joke series. In like three hey, there's kind of isn't there like a show containment. On- there's a show on There's Animal Planet about like, like weird like diseases and stuff people get from like animals and people die. I've seen it. I think I've seen it too. One time this lady had a worm. <laughs> okay, this it is wasn't going... contagion. Anyways, fuck contagion and fuck Roseanne. <laughs> don't hey, don't group them together. Okay, fuck contagion separately from what happened? Roseanne. She didn't have herpes. Okay. God. Okay. Wow. This is... Anyways. So, Roseanne basically was being a mad racist, extra racist on Twitter this morning or a few days ago. And literally equating a human to a monkey. 
um, which is one of the most textbook racist things you can do if you study American history, or not even American history, world history. It's yeah. everywhere. Um, and so this bitch thought she was going to get away with it because that's what white privilege does. And she didn't. The president, a black woman of ABC, was like, bye, bench. You and your show are gone. We don't like your shit. It was real cute. It was one sentence and to the point. And they canceled that shit. So bye-bye, Roseanne. <laughs> and so, of course, the whole, like, casting... And I believe, like, Whitney Cummings was a writer on that. Like, I feel very weird about that. And me and you were talking about white feminism and comedy because yeah. that's what reigns supreme in comedy for women. Mm-hmm. And so it's very fascinating because, to me, like, someone like Whitney Cummings is very problematic as is. Most of those white women are. And I've never seen her stand-up. I ha- I'm telling you, I used to watch a shit ton of stand-up because yeah. I wanted to do comedy. She had a TV show at one point. I tried to watch she it. She did. It was bad. Um, Whoever? Whitney wow. Cummings. Oh, oh yeah, no, they, I did. They did have a TV I, show technically in college, but oh, yeah. anyways, uh, I rolled myself. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, I don't know. I just feel weird because I don't feel weird. It's very textbook. It's all the same bullshit of these people working with each other and thinking it's okay and da 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 da. When it's like, no, in reality, you're representing a racist woman, and you should not be surprised when y'all all lost your job now. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it it sucks. Like, I saw some people saying, you know, you got to understand there was other people on that show and other people worked on it. But it was like, well, when you rally behind someone that is able to mess it up just like that, then you got to reconsider the foundation like, that y'all have. Fu- exactly. It's like someone on Trump's team being like, what? We didn't even, I didn't yeah. even do nothing. Like, nah, you <laughs> wow. did Wow. Wow. Okay. So, next on our agenda is... We talked about this prior, but a local, I guess I can call her a local, right? Yeah. Lupe Valdez is going to be the first Latina woman, queer Latina woman, running for governor in Tejas, y'all. I think I said it before. She was a sheriff, and I do not trust her. Sheriff. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, because there, there were some problems with uh, some of the things that she had... She was let out for a while, right? Yes, yeah. but, like, let's be real. If you're from black and brown communities, a lot of us don't trust the cops with reason. Hello. Um, so, for Lupe to, like, really... I don't know how Lupe gonna get me to trust her. I already don't trust the government, sis. So, I don't know how she's gonna win me over. I'm not going to go vote for fucking Greg Abbott, duh. But, like, ugh, it just hurts. It sucks. Because I remember I saw this um, clip where she was discussing the July 7th shooting that occurred here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Big deal. People still talk about the shooting like crazy. And she goes up and she's discussing it. Right. And people, a few people start saying, start chanting Black Lives Matter during the DNC rally. Mm -hmm. So she didn't really pay attention to it. Then on Fox News, they're very uh, formulaic with trying to get the worst out of people, essentially, because it's a hot topic for them. And then she just ignores it. Like, she's like, oh, I didn't really hear it. Blah, 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 blah. So for me, especially from a cop, like, I mean that's where she came from right that's her mm-hmm. roots that's her background so it's really interesting because i think a lot of people want to get behind her for that reason however for black and brown communities it's hard for us to want to trust this person 
um, whether you are a brown Latina uh, lesbian woman or not, I still am very iffy because it doesn't seem like you really ride for us when you need to. Um, and I also would love to hear a cop say Black Lives Matter because they don't understand the actual movement. Um, obviously, not voting for Greg Abbott, but it'll be very interesting. It's very interesting to see um, see this happening in Texas. We'll see what the hell happens with that do you feel feelings for her i you look like you have feelings but you're not saying them i that's my that's me always true um i am glad and not glad but i think i'm more not glad than glad really because (laughs) this is like so eerie well no i mean i always i'm I'm for moving forward, right? Right. Like, I understand that, you know, we may have, you know, a conservative side of our state that needs to be respected in terms of how we as a society function. Uh, I get it. Uh-huh. And, and I, I, you know, I equate that to, like, my parents and to the elders, so to speak, right? But at the same time, I understand that I'm going to get to that point one day and I'm going to have to be open to the fact that times are always changing. And if we don't grow and move forward, that stagnation will ultimately be the end of us. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's like we need to understand how important that is. And so if we don't acknowledge these things with a constructive outlook on how we govern ourselves, how we represent our people, our community, and how we have constructive conversations so that we can like live a little more harmoniously, then, you know, we're just going to end up with these situations where, you know, one side is against the other and, you know, we're always having problems, violent outbreaks, these situations where the Colores has all of these like really bad things that we talk about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the juice because, you know, it happens everywhere. Right. And it, it's things like this ambiguity of who we send to represent us when they are at the podium speaking for us. And if a a majority of the people that are riding for you are like, well, I'm not really cool with that part, but I'm going to ride with you for this reason. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like, I need a better reason than, you know, we kind of look the same. Right. Or, Or, you know. And it's, but the thing that sucks, and I think, like when I say fuck whoever or fuck that, it's, it's because when you study of the history of this nation, how it was founded, they weren't to be trusted from the beginning. Right. And so it sucks because we don't have that person. Nobody. And, and again, this falls into like almost that false idol thing, right? Where it's like, they're going to say stuff just to get us to vote for them or just to this or just to that. So there's never going to be that perfect candidate. Um, there's always going to be things we don't like about these people, but it sucks that like you can't find someone that really represents you or that hasn't already shown you that they don't care about you or has turned their back on you or gives really great speeches, but is the deporter in chief. Like it's so difficult because it doesn't, it feels like you can't win. And, and, and then it's like, what's next now? What do we do? Um, so I want to say congratulations to her in a degree to a degree, but that don't even feel right or authentic for me. Um, if I'm being very honest. Um, but again, I don't want to see Greg Abbott there again. And, uh, I definitely don't want to see motherfucking Ted Cruz neither. Ooh, Texas. Gotta love being from Texas, y'all. Woo. Um, 
I thought it was really cool, however. So Lupe Valdez got voted in. This was in the the runoff elections that just occurred. Um, then I was more excited for this because obviously I haven't studied her as much as I probably should have. And I know Lupe Valdez more because she's from Dallas, but Stacey Abrams from Georgia could be the nation's first black woman governor. And I think that's amazing. And I'm always rooting for black women. Um, Anyone black. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like, damn, that's amazing. And I hope that she wins because that's really, really dope. Um, Again, I don't know that much about her background. And I'm dragging my girl Lupe because I'm also a Latina. And (laughs) I'm very critical of everything. But especially, I guess, my people because... Right. It's like, you know, it's 2018. We're smart. It's not going to be just because you look like us or just because your name sounds like ours. And then that's where it sucks because that's where the people are like, oh, the lesser of two evils. And I'm like, no, why does it have to be it like that? It doesn't have to be that way. Exactly. Ugh. So congrats to Stacey Abrams. Um, we have a lot more to discuss that could have been in the juice, but it was literally an overflowing cup. So it will be our post juice discussion to wrap up the juice. However, today we will discuss once again, sports, sports, what's the sound? Okay. Yeah, it's off. Pat has to do it. We did it twice. Now they heard it twice. Sport. Um, the NBA finals. So I guess NBA is really the only sport I'm watching. Until yeah. World Cup. I don't watch the World Cup, really. Um, she got a jersey. Though. I got a jersey, though, from my Nationalist <laughs> Mexico. Hey. Um, you and Dak can match. He don't got the new jersey, though. <laughs> does he have the new jersey? No. He does. That was, that was the new one? No, he has a new one. You he already know? He took a picture know? with it yesterday. Yeah. <gasps> Oh my god! Though. I'm just kidding. I, know, I don't. Like, I don't follow him on Instagram. I don't know. Um, so big spoiler alert: the Cavs and Warriors are going to the finals uh. again. I like to wonder: is this how it felt like back in the day when it was the same rivalries we still talk about? Like, Maybe. were they exhausted? Are they like, like, ugh, these people again? Like, oh, Michael Jordan again? Oh. Or was it like happy? I was really excited, but that was also the era that I like fell in love with basketball. But there was oh, okay. also like the Celtics and the and those rivalries. But I mean, even then, I feel like there's a figure that dominates it. So like you know, Jordan was Jordan, but he had a lot of other people yeah, that Pippen, people Rodman. identified with. Yeah, Rodman, especially here in Dallas, a lot of people. You know, Why were, did we like Rodman he so much? He's from here. He lived in South Oak Cliff. Yeah. Nobody told me that. Yes, I'm shook. Yeah, he's Didn't like she, born from here. I I. I, I think he was he born in a small here. town. No? He played here. He, he did play here. Mavericks. But um, I yeah, he grew I was up. like a wee baby, so y'all don't drag me, okay? He grew I'm up learning in South too. Oak Cliff. You should read his book, Bad as I Want to Be. Shut, Shout out to my brother, put up. me on a Dennis Ramen. But yeah, he was from here. That's why a lot of people connected with him. <laughs> I, I, we just watched him a little bit. I remember him having like rainbow hair, but that's all yeah. I really remember. And as a kid. the fact that he was the rebound king. And he dated old girl. Madonna. No, yeah. the other old girl. He dated Carmen Electra. Oh, yep, yeah. He dated That's her who I'm too. thinking of. And that he's cool with Kim Jong. What's his face? Yep. That's okay. weird. Thanks for the Makes trips over there. I feel like there was some problematic thing I heard about him, and that's why I kind of just stopped paying yeah. attention to him, which wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. So um, basketball, basketball, sports. Um, Fourth straight year of them. Who do y'all think is gonna win? I don't give do you a care frick anymore. <laughs> Go Mavs. I, I don't give no, a No, don't frick. go Mavs. Because Mark Cuban, you need to quit covering them dusty ass employees you got that are Watching nasty. Watching porn at work. And should not be working for you. Jesus. Okay, anyways. Any other feelings on the NBA finals? 
I'm just mad. I'm frustrated. I was kind of excited and hopeful. I'm not mad. I'm not shocked. It's to me, it's like it's the just, same shit. When you have incredible players on these teams, they're gonna fucking make it to the top, and you can't be that mad at it. It just wasn't exciting. There's no, there's like little in between things that make me upset about it. Like if 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 the Cavs and the Warriors like went to the finals again, and it was all this BS to the side, I'd be somewhat okay with it. I don't like the Rockets. I would have preferred the Rockets to have won. Same. I'm not a big Celtics fan, but I definitely would have preferred to see Boston. So everyone in the finals. just wanted to cleanse but, palate. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and then and I and gr- there's I stuff get that, that I'm happy about. Like I liked seeing Clay Thompson rain threes in that game, but at the same time, like you asked me how I feel about James KD. Harden made, like how many? He missed how many three? They missed. They missed like twenty. Rockets missed like 22 or like 30 yeah like something crazy my sister showed me a picture from CYC podcast of James Harden's beard and And an L oh I saw one that was the Michael Jordan crying meme of course that's a classic but the L I was like ouch that hurts me and I don't even got a beard yeah um I I'm not I get the cleanse palette like I understand but I also like am not that shocked I just imagine which people maybe that were alive back in the day like were people this exhausted of the same best teams winning i don't i i can imagine that like obviously you want to see new faces and you want to cheer your home team or whatever mm-hmm. but i'm also like not surprised like i'm like okay they're the fucking best in the nba shocker yeah i mean and, and it's like another conversation when you know people are always asking is lebron the best yet or is he the goat is he better than jordan he's never going to be better why is he better why was it a different game how come he has to carry his team and all these conversations right. and this just like makes that conversation that much more heated on both sides yeah it does so is anybody going to choose somebody should I'll we probably, place a bet i'll probably still watch if i had it's to all choose. entertainment folks that's it what is. it is. <laughs> you know what? I, I, so I don't want either to win, but I will be happy for just a tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny bit if the Cavaliers win because I am upset with Kevin Durant and it me- means You're that, that mad? I am that mad. I would cheer for the Cavs because LeBron is anti-Trump and loud about it. And that's enough for me to cheer for you. I also, used to I feel like him. if he loses, he's going to leave. <laughs> That's what LeBron. he does all the time, yeah. anywhere he loses. I'm going to go. Uh-huh. Bye. So. Um, and he does a lot of cool, I mean, you know, like sending so those we're kids voting, to college. So we're going Cavs. We're all Cavs here? Don't tell me that. Girl, you tell him the whole podcast, so. Anyways, okay, sorry for Cavaliers. all you non-sports people. RuPaul's Drag Race is heating up. Am I right? Ha <laughs> All right, that is the end <laughs> of the juice. <laughs> All right, so we have been discussing hip hop more in depth than usual. Mm-hmm. We we do it pretty in depth a lot, mm-hmm. but we wanted to really discuss it as a theme, which is why we kind of talked about our hip hop, uh, our love for hip hop at first, and then we brought eighty eight in, and we're gonna bring someone else in next week, um, but. Thank you at Rap Gods because the universe was working for this fucking episode. Yeah. We have every ounce of any corner of hip hop in the last few days. Um, And maybe by the time this episode comes out, there's something more. So I wanted to just start because we actually got to see one of my favorite rappers live. Um, Who? Who was it? 
Say what? Say, say it again. Ay, what Dios. That? What that? I actually want to know your thoughts. Do you mind sharing your thoughts? We went to the TDE tour. I got my life, but then my life was given back to me a few days later, and I'll say why in a minute, but I want to hear Rafa's, feed, Rafa's genuine feedback on this tour. So, I, I don't know if I've shared this on the show or not, but I'm not a big fan of rap shows. Right. I am of the theater. Yes! So, I'm big into, like, the spectacle of performance and the presentation, the showmanship, and all of that. Which is what it should be. Right, exactly. So, I've been to way too many shows of, of these groups or artists that I, like, as a young little squirrel... Whippersnapper. Idolized. Yes. I going to a Wu Tang show was one of the worst things I could have done. Same, literally same. Because you know they're they're and it might when have been an off them? day. It was I don't know. Like back in the day. Back in the day. Because we saw them like a couple years ago, and I was like, this was. A oh yeah, no. I, I I learned. Um, and so I don't know if they, it was just an off day, and I know that there's a lot of like energy to try to balance out with so many people, but. I was like, this is not the woo that I know. Mm. And so there's countless other shows where I was just like, eh, whatever. And it was really hard for me to find someone that really put on a dope show. And so like, there's a handful of MCs that I think are amazing in, at that. And um, even the ones that are mediocre, I'm like, you could have done better. You should have invested in this. You should have invested in yourself a lot more. Right. Um, but damn, Kendrick's a showman. Who? I'm not even going front. He put on a dope show. Like I'm just smiling like a happy mom over <laughs> here. That's why I'm so quiet. I'm not. I'm just. You know, I'll, I'll give credit where it's due. We have this back and forth, but we have an understanding. Like I respect Kendrick as an artist. Um, I fucking shook. Are you okay? I've never. I've never said that I hated him. I know, but you always shat on him more than I shat on Jay. I do that because you yeah, because me. it's this back and forth thing. But yeah, no, Kendrick is dope. He's not the best. But didn't it make you like him more? It did make me like him more. Because I think if you're able to put on a show for the people that love you for a specific reason, then that says a lot about who you are and what you represent as an icon. Not just as a like a as a creative like energy, you know what I mean? Right. So it was really dope to see that. He didn't need a hype man. His like, you know, down to work in the crowd and the enunciation of every last song he did. To the very last, like, bar he spit, he was, like, on point with it. So, props. It was it was a dope show. It was very dope. Uh, I'm so happy. Even the part when, when Q came out. We <laughs> Don't talk about that. It's our subject. It's our subject. Um, and shout out to SZA for performing, even though her, like, vocal cords are, like, gone. Yeah. Risking her whole life for us, queen. Um, I was really excited because Rafa was very lit at the show. And I was just like, oh, now you're a fan with a pig. Wham. Um, Imagine how lit I would have been if we had what? caught Schoolboy Q. Stop it. I feel so bad. Please stop. I'm like going to be sad and cry. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it up to you. Um, so it was a great performance. Gave me Because this is the thing. A concert is a good show to me if I leave that bitch feeling like I got baptized again. Like... Thank you, Jesus. I'm renewed. I'm ready to take on the world. And that was a fun mm -hmm. show to me for that. Like, they they did it fun and well. So then, a couple days later, Kendrick was at a music festival. And he brought a white girl on stage. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Because what what do you expect? 
And I'm not saying that as a like, this is your fault. I just didn't get that from to the be- to begin with. I would not have chosen that. Um, and so then, of course, Becky decides to drop the N word, and she was like, "Oh, I messed up. Did I say it? What? Oh my god!" And he was like, "Oh, stop the drag. You can't say that." Ugh. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Obviously, duh, girl, you can't say it." But you and your friends, and even the Latinos, and everybody's saying it. Stop saying the N word. That's an actual very deep discussion we should get into we soon. Should, yeah. Oh, we can do that one of the next episodes. Ooh, okay. I can't wait. <laughs> oh Lord. We're gonna be here recording all night, y'all. <laughs> um, but really, I was just like, why would you do that? And so, obviously, like drag her, whatever. So I was a little bit annoyed with that, and then. A day later, he apparently came out saying that if Spotify was pulling XXX Tito off of the Spotify playlist, that he was going to pull his music. Yeah. Some people said he also said that about R. Kelly, too, but I only heard about XXX. Yeah. Um, And I was fucking hurt. I was like, bruh. Really? Yeah. You know I don't like XXXX. It's a tentacion. So it's it's personal to XXX. I don't yes. like him either. So he was saying, if you put but, his music, I'm going to put all my music from Spotify. But that's right. Okay, okay. so I guess because I saw that some people, or who was it? It was some people from probably his camp that were like, oh, well, if this is y'all's policy and you're going to make it known that y'all are pulling his music and R. Kelly's music, what are you going to do about this? And then they had this list of all these white rock musicians and all these other people that had like convictions, allegations, battery charges, assault charges, rape charges, like um, misconduct with the minor charges. And that I agree with. Fucking go off. I don't care. Pull them all up. And the thing is, motherfuckers, they're not even pulling their music completely. They're taking them off a playlist. I don't even listen to Spotify playlists. I don't at least. But like calm down like it's like one of those fake like when they make you flinch because you think they're gonna punch you but they're not and so i was just like why are you why why'd you say anything kendrick why are you defending this man who is a known abuser i think well okay yeah i don't know i don't know what what it is that's what it looks like yeah at least that's what the headline said yeah and so like of course to me i'm like like why can't you just shut the fuck up yeah or not defend people that abuse women the fuck I don't that's ma- already how people look at hip-hop artists and musicians right. which i get if that's the people from his camp were saying why aren't you doing this to country artists or rock and roll yes same there right don't just single out the rap and hip-hop because it has negative connotations because it's black and brown communities and it's always been peace to gang violence and this and that right but don't the fucking, way you make your statement you yes, need to understand and don't that it looks defend, a different way yeah and don't defend people that abuse women right and if you're defending them because you rock their shit then you need to take the repercussions because yeah. i didn't even want to listen to kendrick all weekend and if you know my bitch ass Ugh, yeah i like that was my man's i don't got yeah. no one i have no one now and i fucking love hip-hop and rap and so now i'm just like well, what the fuck yeah. And that's not to say I don't love him and still don't love his music. But like I saw a lot of tweets that were like, This is your woke king. And I was like, yeah. Drag me. Fuck. <laughs> like, because it's true. Like, yeah. he's conscious to a degree. Oh, right. he, and I know we discussed on the damn episode where it was like, this some rumor went around that that was his feminist or whatever. He was more feminist. Now, I'm like, you're not fucking, no, that's not true. Yeah. If you're still defending someone who is a known woman abuser. Right. Like, it's not a hard concept. Yeah. Um, I don't give a fuck if XXS, XX, I don't even know how to say his name, 
has yeah, good ass fire beats yeah. whatever right. i don't care i don't care to support him i don't care to support six nine right. i don't care to support any of these motherfuckers who are known outed abusers i don't care to i don't care if the, the beat is fire and I won't pretend I'm not problematic because I am very problematic. I still listen to Migos, like. No, but that's the uh, that's the thing. There's exhausting. a distinction between what you understand as your core values, in the sense of what you represent as a human being, as a person, as a woman, and like there's just certain lines you won't cross, right? Because right. the second that you do, or the second that it appears like you have now we got to reevaluate everything that you stood for as is the case with kendrick because when you make it seem like you're defending someone like xxx rather than making a more public statement against what spotify seems to be doing right then it gets it might get misconstrued or then we got to take that magnifying glass and be like well how how much do you really mean this? If right. this and is that's what you the thing said, that I'm like, did he say doing? this out of his mouth, or was it just like something that again right. was misconstrued, or yeah. just from his team, or I don't know? But it just sucked because I was just like, I can't have nothing. I'm losing all my people. Um, anyways, it's not about me. It's about the bigger picture. So that was just my quick rant on my sweet, loving, darling Kada. And then it also made me reflect, though, on someone like Jay Z, right? That paved the way. And he used to say a lot of horrible things to women and do horrible things to women as well. But he's really evolved um, because now he's dating some, or not dating, well, (laughs) dating. He's been seeing this Houstonite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. No disrespect, my queen. Please forgive me. Um, It's just amazing because, you know, now with this last album, from going from someone that like was like, bitch, ho, this, this, that, to like my mother is a lesbian and was closeted and my wife is a feminist and I did her fucking wrong and I also should work on my own emotional labor as a fucking grown ass man um it made me appreciate Jay-Z a little bit more not that I don't appreciate him because I do but it made me really reflect and then it also made me think about how other people in the hip-hop community who they're looking up to yeah. Um, because not everybody's looking up to Jay Z because they just think of him as this like old dude. Right. Um, so yeah. Well, still, I'm, and, I, and I think it's important to acknowledge things like that because, you know, we'll get into the this type of conversation I guess later once, once we kind of evolve the conversation. But when we talk about something like hip hop and we mentioned in the last episode that it's very young, like it hasn't really gone through a life cycle yet. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen. So you liked that line from Atlanta? Yes. It's so true. When he said it that, is. I was shook. He said, tell him what he said. He's been watching Atlanta. You guys should watch the show. (laughs) It's this show on FX. Um, (laughs) Teddy Perkins episode. Fuck. Yes. Literally, we could have a whole episode on that episode. You ain't never lie. Like, for real. I was. If y'all are into that, we will do it. Yeah. Let us know. But also, like, quickly, because this could technically jump into hip hop as well. How um, a lot of black artists or a lot of the big movie stars we have that are are prominent black figures came from hip hop. Your Will Smith, your Queen Latifah, all these people. And when I took this uh, course that was African-Americans in film, Mm -hmm. we discussed how so often... um, basically Hollywood is not accepting of that many people of color. So what they would do was essentially transform these hip hop artists and mold them to become actors. Cause they didn't want to grab anybody new. They didn't want to bring more people in. Mm-hmm. So they would basically make these people kind of form into what they wanted them to be. Yeah. So you don't, 
a lot of people don't know Will Smith started as That's why Tupac and Ice Cube. Right. Or mm-hmm. I mean Tupac was the same thing. Not Tupac yet. Did act, you know, they all became actors instead of bringing more people in. Right. And that's because they wanted to shape them into what they wanted them to become and represent. Um, anyways, side note, but I say that because Donald Glover, for instance, started as a writer, became an actor, but was also doing hip hop at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so now he's kind of transformed that and is doing it from a realm where he was kind of doing all of them at the same time. Yeah. And now he's hit mainstream in a different way. And the kind of content he's creating now as a writer is a completely different ball game. Oh my God. With something like yeah. Atlanta. Like yeah. you, when you talk about the commentary, like... Mm-mm. Like, could, to me, that's where, like, This Is America is great, but, like, yeah. Teddy Perkins, to me, is out Yo, of this world. Commercial-free short film <laughs> episode of Atlanta, season episode two, six. episode six, Teddy Perkins. Like, and, and that was the thing. To me, it was frightening. Same. But, and and, and at, initially, it was frightening, you know, going through it. But now that I sit with remnants of these seeds that that episode planted and all these ideas Mm -hmm. and all these nods and these shout outs and all these things that he pulls into this episode, like makes me even more frightened and more terrified because he brings up these things. And there's a lot of like really eloquent statements that they make in, in within the episode. And so what, you know, we're talking about how hip hop hasn't really gone through a full life cycle in, in the sense of like, you know, how, how it's grown, you know, um, you know, even with multiple generations in the game. But one of the lines that uh, this character, Teddy Perkins, says is uh, when um, Darius says something about rap, Teddy Perkins responds, sorry for the spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode, but mm-hmm. he said, it, it's not it's really not a big spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> he says something like, uh, they're talking about rap and Teddy Perkins says, well, um, I find that it never grew out of its adolescence. Mm. And, you know, it was like one of those things where if you look at popular popular music and where hip-hop is in terms of what what mainstream america considers hip-hop and where you know the figures that have actually moved on with it and and have pushed the generations forward with this culture like how have we really used that to kind of i guess lead you know what i mean Or, or yeah no, absolutely. When he said that, I was like, fuck. And so when you read, like said it to me, I was like, yes, I remember liking that line. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, drag. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because it's written by someone within the game, right? Right. And so you're like, ooh, shit. I don't know. Go watch that episode. If y'all want us to talk about it more, I'm down to talk about it for like a whole episode. Same. Like, it's a lot. And I probably want to bring people in because I need some like somebody, yeah. somebody for that shit. Um, but anyways, we were also going to go from that um, into... Pusha T's album. Yeah. <laughs> Which also leads into several other things that occurred. Yeah. Um, again, <clears throat> all of these are testimonies to how important hip hop is. Hip hop is the culture. It always has been since its birth, in my opinion. Because even when you think of like what fashion takes from, fashion takes from like the poor or the... You know what I mean? And all that usually goes back to, like, hip-hop style. And all of that is what's in now. Yeah. And so it kind of, like, went away and came back, went away and came back. And now it's, like, reigning supreme um, in all facets of society, I believe. Even in the most racist parts of the world. Yeah. Um, so Pusha T's album came out. Rafa's a big Pusha T fan. 
I'm I'm not mad at Pusha <clears throat> T. I'm a fan. I just am not on his asshole. Um, <laughs> drag but me. I also drag me. <laughs> but I like who didn't grow up on a good table grinding beat. Like everybody liked that shit. So like I rock with Pusha T, but I was not obsessed with him. So tell us your first thoughts on the album Daytona that came out. Um, just that because I know it's gonna open eighteen fifty thousand cans of worms. <laughs> It was a solid, um, impactful, and efficient album. Seven tracks. Like, it, it, it. Did you want more from it? Did that feel good? F- when I first saw it, I was like, seven tracks? I was like, that's a, this, gotta, this has to be a disc one. Nope. Right? No. And it wasn't. But listening to it. It felt right. It felt right. And so, like, it, it took me, like, on the 10th listen to be like, yo. 10th? Okay. Yeah, I was you already like, okay. made it there. Yeah. I was like, okay, a seven track. And, you know, you can't go wrong with seven. Seven tracks, seven, God number was That's good, was popping. was good. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's a, like, you feel like you go full circle with the album. And there's a lot of, like, really good quality. The music is dope. Um, if I got to skip a song, you know the song I'm going to skip, even if it's a verse. But uh, <laughs> um, but it is like so. Um, I I wanted to see uh, some growth from Push because I will jam like some some old school clips, just like I'll I'll jam some King Push. You know what I mean, and everything right. in between, and some of these collabs that he does. But at the same time, I was like, all right, well, I know what I'm gonna get from Push, but I hope that I see a little bit of growth, even though you know I know what his subject matter and the themes that he raps about are, <laughs> and it's one of the reasons that I love him, like for real. And I was able I to mean, get that. I mean, his name is Pusha T, y'all. Yeah. Why y'all was, him brand new? Yeah, but I was able, and and I got that with the album, and so I was really happy. Um, I, I, I it is a quality album. <clears throat> I also listened. Which it usually takes oh. me a long time to listen to al- yeah. albums. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, it usually takes me a minute, but I was like, no, I know we're going to talk about it, so let me listen. <laughs> and I was actually very impressed. Um, every All the beats and everything is perfect. Perfect. Okay, that was a bad attempt. Perfect. Sorry. Uh, <sighs> my problem mm-hmm. was the album cover. It was disturbing. That's your boy. Fuck my boy. That's your boy. He ain't my boy no more. I don't claim that motherfucker no more. I'm retired. Um, it was very disappointing, very disrespectful yeah. to do that. And I'm glad that Twitter went off on him because Twitter is one of the only places people get held accountable, apparently. Yeah. Um, but basically what happened is that Kanye, they were, they had the album cover ready, mm-hmm. getting ready to release this shit. And Kanye was like, nah, this is what your album cover is going to be. Um, did he even see it? Did push even see it? This new one, the photo before, before I believe so. Oh, okay. Cause I would have assumed he said, nah, this is what it's, that's what I read that he said, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And then push was like, no, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. And then Kanye was like, I'll I got you yeah. $85,000. Yeah. And what it is, was from like a tabloid when Whitney Houston had another breakdown, obviously very at a low point in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know the Whitney Houston story, just disrespectful using this fucking image of like her hotel room, all drugged up, beat up, bashed in. I don't know if it was a hotel or her home, but to use this image as the cover of this album. 
And so I saw a lot of people that were like, really? You would want to see your wife tied up in a bathroom? Like, that's the shit you want people to put on their album cover? Like, yes, she's gone. And a lot of the people that were very important to her in her life were gone. But, like, that shit's not cool. Like, yeah. that's fucking disgusting. I don't give a fuck if he used to be a pusher or still is or whatever. Like, that's unacceptable. Yeah, Especially I mean, to someone like Whitney Houston. Like, damn. I don't know. It was ugly. It is ugly. And... I mean, I don't know, like, everything that went behind right. making that decision. And at the end of the day, it's like, that's what we got as an audience. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. a lot of times we don't even know those stories, right? Right. But in this case, because it's Kanye and he runs everything, especially at Good Music, even if Pusha T's technically the person in charge over there now, uh, obviously that's not how it works in Kanye's world. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of disturbing. Um, however... The bigger stories that have now <laughs> surfaced. <laughs> surfaced. Um, what what track is it that Infrared. pushes? Okay, thank you. Um, wow, are you like a fan? Um, Pusha says a little something to Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake's an easy target. Let's be fucking honest. He's an easy target to me. He is. And so obviously we're gonna say something. I I'm a fan of Drake, and I am also a fan of Pusha T. But I'm also a fan of good fucking hip hop. So yeah. this is fun. It's like I'm smiling. It's like a kid on Christmas. You're like, yeah. woo! I have nothing to do with this and I cannot spit a single kind of bar. <laughs> but well, I am here for it. So tell us more, Rafa. Yeah, so Push took a shot at Drake on infrared and calls out his ghostwriter. Quentin which is valid I'm with you like we didn't hear enough about that and so call him out if you have to and so that's a big thing in the rap game and so I know a lot of people defend Drake and I'm not saying that I don't know I don't get that either like to me after that after we heard about that and learned about it and he didn't necessarily deny it yeah it was like oh I knocked some points down but you still fun to buy too and so that's where that's where I'm at where it's like I understand what the game is now and because it's grown out of like these neighborhood parties where you earned your stripes by spitting your bars that, that you come up with against someone. And if you were better, Fresh. right. And so that's different than someone on, on this stage. Um, and, you know, a lot of hip hop artists work together and they collaborate and people get co-writer credits and all this other stuff. And so it's understood that if you're writing a song, you're working with someone. But... There are some MCs that are like, I write my own shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's how the game is. That's but how the game is. But it's almost become a rarity now. Right. Like, it started right. no, as it is all that, and now yeah. it's become a rarity. Right. And not even just in hip hop. Yeah, no. And and so when pushed through the jabs of Drake not writing his bars, it's, it comes from that place where it's like, hey, look, we're in a game where if you don't come correct with your originality or the bars that you wrote then you're going to get called out on it because you don't deserve to be at the very top and so some people a lot of the it's funny to see drake stands like really defend drake because i'm like there's an understanding that has to come with this and like i i bump drake too like i'll listen to some drizzy but when it comes to like this this diss track and this battle rap game like you know it's it's a it's a different arena and, you know, I read, I, I was mentioning to you earlier that I read Drake makes those diss songs that you can play in the club. Yeah. And it's dope because you can, you know, we'd be up at a faded party bumping back to back. Yeah. You know? And so, 
yeah, like I think as as far as coverage, Drake understands the game. And I think they're also representative of the beautiful complexity of hip hop, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's them, why he he understands it and plays OG it to a different that right. came from pushing drugs. That's how he came up, which we know that story mm-hmm. still every like tons of rappers. And then you have the exact opposite of the spectrum. Yeah. This sweet Canadian boy that acted in a TV show and, you know, had his little trials and tribulations as well. But mostly his whole life has been fame or some sort of entertainment value mm-hmm. to him as a person. And so he had an almost very privileged way. And I, I bumped Drake, but I fucking it took me a long time to jump on board with him because I wanted to feel more of that real shit and i didn't feel it from drake at first uh, yeah. and so then it was like oh but i can't ignore it. the formula he has it yeah, down. yeah you know that's what i'm saying he He's has smart. that fucking yeah. formula down to where you will bump this shit even if you don't want to because it's good and it's yeah. catchy and it works but i can't like it's just it's hilarious because even when he raps like i will st- i still laugh where i'm like bruh you're sad because y'all ate leftover food like chill <laughs> like that's not that bad yeah um but it's so fascinating. And so, obviously, then on, I guess it was the same day, yeah. Drake dropped his diss back, which was right. Duppy Freestyle. Yeah. And everybody was impressed. We were like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Drake. Um, and so, some people were like, Pusha can't top that. And, yeah. like, to me, if you have any actual, like logical working brain cells yeah. you knew pusha was gonna top that right, or yeah. at very oh, yeah, least respond yeah there has to be a response because Pusha's not like your friendly neighborhood drake yeah he's pusha T. he's your friendly neighborhood drug dealer i'm your pusha <laughs> <laughs> so then today we're over here being cute and preparing for we're on ig live ig live living our best life like eating candy like hey guys i have the cat filter on wow (laughs) and mondo like we said at the beginning was like yo this shit dropped we're like yeah you're just kidding what's the little running emoji gotta go gotta go gotta go (laughs) bye um and we're like nah and so rafa's like the fucking kermit meme on the typewriter (laughs) like googling like push a fucking comeback i don't know and there was a whole track and there's probably going to be so much more that's developed by the time this episode comes out but i think we were this 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 happening created our whole energy for this episode so he drops this track the cover itself has me dead Mm -hmm. it's a young drake in blackface which yeah is disturbing enough yeah it's not photoshopped it's not yeah that's at first we thought it was photoshopped and then someone was like uh no and then he fucking linked it and it's a like a photographer back in the day. I, I don't know what the story behind this is, but his t-shirt and his sweatshirt also say Jim Crow. Yeah. So I don't know if it was their attempt at like a 19, early 90s progressive photo shoot or if it was like them commenting on something with his being biracial. I don't fucking know. It was weird. It feels weird. That was enough for me. Like I was dead at seeing the cover. Yeah. And then this motherfucker. Whoo. Jesus. He like he that's how you know like it was rough because push says something like some of those lines like hurt me like some of those <laughs> things he said like for real when he when he came after he came after everything important in Drake's life right and he said some things that it's like come on man you didn't have to say that but he did but he did and he like he you know on his Instagram he was like nobody mentions my fiance but me mm. and he's like peep it so in Drake's freestyle. 
And this is the thing. I loved all the tweets after Drake's because they were like, Drake did like a like a huff. Like he was sad he even yeah. had to say something, but he yeah. was going to do it. And then after that, like the beat is like, it almost sounds like a nice like classical jazz yeah. track. And you're just like, okay. But he's like kind of going off. You're like, all right. But fucking Pusha T came in with this album cover on fucking the story of OJ track, which is Jay-Z, yeah. which is Nina Simone. Ay, Dios mío. Like, and then he doesn't just That's another drop. thing, too, because I know Hove and Push ain't always had the best of relationships. But look, honey, he's using this <laughs> and running with it because he got that yes. blackface picture, which makes it even better because the story of OJ. <sighs> okay, so there's just a lot to, to dissect in this. And he even brings up, which is going to be all the hot gossip, that Jay, I mean, fuck, Drake has Drake. a child. Drake Z. Bruh, that Drake has a child. And me and Rafa were doing creeping because it literally sidetracked us that bad that we went and found the girl's Instagram account and we saw the numbers increasing by literally the minute. And then it went on private within 20 minutes after that. And I'm just like in awe of how this shit works. And we are having ourselves a delicious rap beef, my friends. Um, yeah, I don't I feel bad for Drake. He's definitely, he needs to go to therapy. Yeah, those bars were tough. He needs therapy. Absolutely. Like the, I always like Drake because I love emotions and I love emotional men. Not, not like wildly emotional that are manipulative and ugly, but I mean men that can at least admit and address their emotions in somewhat of an emotionally aware way. Um, But damn, he hit the mom. He hit the dad. He hit this kid you might have. He hit Steve Harvey suits. He hit your hair. He hit your biracialness. 40 bruh that line was tough 40 that line, that line <laughs> i shouldn't I'm be still, laughing but I, that line still hurts me but yeah i mean i just push didn't care not even a little bit and uh so whew, lord have mercy um i want to jump into another part of this so this dis obviously created a lot of things mm-hmm. so another part of this that was happening was that drake dropped the dis mm-hmm and then Rhyme Fest, which if you don't know Rhyme Fest, if you're an OG brand Kanye new, brand new, fan, brand new. he helped write Jesus Walks and other things with Kanye. So he's like very OG Kanye, like he was there from the beginning. Him and Kanye obviously are not as close as they used to be, but they were still in contact and Kanye was still reaching out to him occasionally for work. Um, but Kanye, I mean... Rhymefest's role had been to take over what became Donda's house. Donda is Kanye's mother. Kanye and Donda used to have this organization together before she passed. I know this is a lot. But then Donda, after she passed, it became Donda's house. That Mm -hmm. was the organization in Chicago um, for kids. So basically what happened was Rhymefest was like, yo, Drake, help us out. Right? After the diss. Right. Rhymefest posted the Duppy freestyle and said, Drake, help us out because Kanye is not. Right. So it was like, ooh, T. And then, oh, I can't even, like, I don't like, I don't hate anybody. Well, I hate like Trump and all of that, whatever. But I don't, I, that's not a word I usually use. I'm not really a hateful person, but like, I'm exhausted. I've used that word several times because I don't even know what to 
tell these people anymore. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Kim K gets in the mix because she knows Kanye's Twitter account was a goddamn mess. So she tries to, like, I guess, limit it herself. I don't know. She gets in the mix and is trying to drag Rhymefest. And in her tweets, she doesn't even sound like herself to me. It sounds like Kanye tweeting for her, like with her, like with the language that's being used. It doesn't sound like Kim from California. It sounds like a hood dude talking. Yeah. Um, so to me, that felt off. But they're basically trying to drag Rhymefest, and they're like, nobody even knows your name. Sorry to all my followers who don't know, who don't know this irrelevant person. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fucking rude. Yeah. Um. And so then Rhymefest comes back with this, like, clean, exquisite letter. You know, not even on the iPhone notepad, because he's classy. He's using a white sheet, clear. <laughs> and he drags them, basically, and says, I've been asking him for help, and I haven't gotten help. And I'm here for my city in my city. Yeah. Not just talking about him like you are kind of thing. Yeah. So it was just a really interesting thing to see, especially if you follow people from Chicago that are in the activist scene because they mm-hmm. were like, nah, Rhymefest is out here. Yeah. Um, and Kim K and Kanye ain't doing shit. So then Kim K was like, I will, I will buy it myself and give it to my kids before you keep running it. Ah. That's how I imagined her voice. I don't know. Yeah. It was just fucking a mess. It was a mess. And so it's just really interesting because there's all these things happening in hip hop now and hip hop literally runs everything mm-hmm. that is pop culture in society now to me. So yeah, Kim K and Kanye are fucking annoying and I am sad that I'm saying that, but it's how I feel. That's just how I feel. Nah. Um, yeah. So all these things were intertwined and happened over the weekend and it was a lot. And I was tired. But it was also very enjoyable. And I think this all speaks to, again, the beautiful complexity of hip-hop. Um, when we were on our live, we asked, like, what else, what other big themes do y'all want to discuss? Another thing I saw. who I just remembered. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I haven't been able to be on Twitter investigating like I like to be after things like this happen. Yeah. But it was like hip-hop beef, but without bringing women into it. And I was like, ooh. Mm. I don't think men can do that. Because <clears throat> they often use us to tear each other down. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. So I was like, I like that. I'm a fan of that statement because obviously y'all don't know how to raise yourselves, but let me hush. Anyways, so this was just a, I guess this is another testimony to how wild and culturally important and what's the word I'm looking for? To me, this is just like a testimony to how hip hop runs shit right yeah like just covering these few stories which i'm sure are gonna escalate more in the next few days it's just like damn i love hip-hop same <laughs> the end dun, dun, <laughs> dun. Uh, i keep making that sound get some new jokes out jesus christ ding uh what? i meant to say dang but it I sounded like have... ding and i was like that was a weird sex joke i still have that pepsi cola <laughs> Ding! That's another one. All right. So then next week, we will bring someone else from the hip-hop community in. Um, I hope you all enjoyed our little discussion over the most recent events. I am excited to see where they go. I'm also a little bit worried about where hip-hop goes, though, if I'm being very real. Because like Teddy Perkins said, 
it's kind of like how much have we evolved how much have we grown because all our old hip-hop heads every not even just our old hip-hop heads like everybody's like hip-hop's dead hip-hop's dead i'm like bruh it's a baby still that's true like it's still pretty fresh yeah but we can't even evolve into like allowing these youngsters in and then if we do they're a certain kind and then i'm like oh god are any of you actually conscious or no I don't know. It's interesting. Where do you think hip hop will go as we wrap up our hip hop discussion today? Um, I think there will always be those purists uh-huh. that will keep the the foundation alive. Um, you know, the b boys, the MCs, the DJs, the writers, the poppers, the lockers, the beatboxers, the all of those. Um, but you know, like. I talked about earlier in terms of growing and moving forward, there's going to be the new age with, with every generation that puts their twist on it. And honestly, I think that they're doing it in the spirit of hip hop. And that's what matters most importantly. Like we might not like it and everyone might not really feel it, but if it appeals to an audience that is, you know, connecting, you know, to it on, on some level in some degree, um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. For sure. And again, all these topics that have seeped into like mainstream society are proof of the power of hip hop. You can say hip hop is dead because your OG whoever is not rapping anymore. But to me, it's very much alive because this shit is what's running the internet and running fashion and running politics and running every aspect of everything. Um, I think it's just where we take it and who we support to continue either forward or backwards or sideways or whatever fucking way to go. So yay hip hop. And I look forward to who we bring next week. Yippee. All right. That means it is officially time for self-care corner. (laughs) On this week's self-care corner, Eva goes to the grocery store. Just kidding. I, uh, do you want to share what your self-care is? Um, sure. Whatever you want. Anything you want. I'll I'll revisit your one of your self cares, um, because of what events transpired with my cellular device. Oh shoot! I just thought of something. Sorry, I keep going. Yeah. Um, when I heard your self care corner, I I thought you know what it might be nice to <laughs> detach from the phone and experience real life. <laughs> Throw his phone in water. <laughs> Literally. But, yeah, and so Tisha here at the Cultural Center was like, go ahead, Raphael, walk around with your little rice rice in a Ziploc bag phone. That shit's working, though. <laughs> it is working. Um, but, no, it's crazy. Like, I am still getting, like, text messages because of my, the iMessage app or whatever on, on the computer. But, um, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not on, like, Instagram or, or Snapchat or... You know, looking through, like, you know, all this stuff that keeps my attention. <laughs> Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Go, he go. Still, he still has Pornhub on his bookmarks. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't drag Y'all you. I didn't even say it. You said it. <laughs> you said it. You mouthed it. They didn't hear it. Well, Anyways, okay. go on. I am actually very into your self-care corner. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it was, it's like, there's a relief with that. Right. And so it's really cool because like, I go to reach for my phone and I'm like, oh, snap, it's not working. Like, I can't. And it's not, it's not like a crutch, you know, the mm-hmm. crutch that it, 
I sometimes use when when I feel nervous or anxious. Mm. And so it's really, it's interesting to pay attention to that when you don't have access to it because you've like, you know, without actually wanting to, you've disconnected from that. Yeah, for sure. And so it is pretty cool. Um, I'm going to need this iPhone to cut back on soon though because... Come on, baby. uh, (laughs) Yeah, this withdrawal ain't going to last too long. But it's nice. It is nice. To a degree. To a degree. We still have to function in society. Yes. Um, I have been trying to read more, and now that school's out, hopefully I'll have more time. I'm currently reading a short book uh, called What We Not Finna Do. What We Not Finna Do? What We Not Finna Do. Okay. And it's about a woman discussing the lack of emotional labor from men in relationships. So in case y'all thought I was never going to get a man, I really never going to get a man now, y'all. No, I think it's really interesting. And I would actually like, um, I always want to not, I don't know if this is like a weird anti-feminist thing, but like, I'd love to get a a man's perspective on the book because it's very interesting. And it really discusses a lot of um, just kind of how we're not teaching our men to to understand their emotions, but then also how they become in relationships again, which can be thrown to something like Jay-Z and how long it took him to get his shit together. But besides that, my self care corner for this week is really just to maybe put your phone down and pick up a damn book because as cheesy as it sounds, books, no, I'm like being for real. You straight up said, put your damn phone down and pick up a book or throw it in a pool. (laughs) Pat's like, taking shots, clearly. Like, dead at me. Um, I wasn't trying to do that. I just like... <laughs> nah, you're right, though. I'll pick up a, go- a book. Come visit your local library. Visit your local library. and uh, I'll go visit my local library. Local library. We should open that. That would be lit. Don't take our idea, you motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> but really, a book, it's cool how you can just like... I literally have to hide my phone from myself sometimes because I'm addicted. Yeah. And... A book can just like I was crying. I was crying within the preface of the book, and I wow. was like, "Fuck!" Wow. Um, because it's able to help you connect, and you feel less alone, and blah blah blah. And it, or it can take you to a completely different dimension, and it's a form of escapism as well. Yeah. So I recommend that to you all for your self care corner of the week. Our brown business of the week. <laughs> Sorry, a lot of Pusha T I've been listening to. It's got that. Are, you, are you in France? or? No, I just said Pusha T. That's what's doing it. Um, I wanted to support a Texas artist, a San Antonioan um, illustrator and very talented person that I follow and am happy to be mutuals with on Twitter.com. At Queen of Tacos. Texas. She is she's named Isabel Ann Castro. She is an illustrator. She does zines with um San Antonio Zine Fest. She's in charge of Saint Susia. She does work with Chulita Vinyl Club. Um and she's just a really amazing illustrator. So I just want to buy all her things. Her uh, little website to support her work and buy her stickers and everything is good and terrible dot big dot com. You can follow her at Queen of Tacos Texas on Instagram and I believe on Twitter as well. Her work is so dope. Like 
I love it. Since the moment I've seen it, it was amazing. But she has like the little Juan Gabriel in a like a Barbie doll image. Mm-hmm. And that is just brilliant to me. Um, it's so cool. I just really like her work. I really like her style. She's done work with Planned Parenthood and different people. She runs a zine. Like she's doing it all. She's everything we love and represent. She's she a big Spurs fan, obviously, because she's from San Antonio. Um, but yeah, she does little mini zines about a Star Wars droid zine from her. It was yes. so cool. And there was another one where she had that was called like, um, like uh, what was it? It was something Miss because she substitute teachered. And so like I identified with that uh-huh. because your students obviously just say Miss. Yeah. Um, and so she just does a lot of really cool creative work in the Latino community. And she's from Texas. And I think we should support her. And hopefully one day we can have some... Some Isabel Castro work for the Colores. Ooh, that would be lit. Yes. So go support at Queen of Tacos, Texas. Woo. Woo. Now it is time for our Who You Got. Con de Coco, Rayado, no quiero yo. <laughs> go, Patty. Okay, so I want to make a little note before I go off on my uh Choices for music. I'm just going to say this uh, out in the open. If you go to shows, you will notice most women are there to support you. Don't be a piece of shit and inappropriately grope or touch someone at a show. Zang. We're working the front lines of the show. You might see me working a door at a show. You might see us there buying the merch, supporting your band. Don't do things inappropriately because you think we respect you and like you. We do, but that ain't shit don't play. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Don't do that. All right, girl, um, go ahead. So yes, I just wanted to say that before. So look out for your women at shows because we are true. there. That's we are there true. supporting Women you. are riding for you. On another note, Shit, on I'm the positive. I'm mad now. Fuck, you should put that in the juice. I'm Get sorry. Fired up. I just, I just wanted to say that. Because Honestly, though, that's real. I, I've been going to shows and working shows for some time, and it's just really shitty and disheartening to hear that whenever you support a <coughs> band, they may be still be pieces of shit. Brockhampton. <coughs> there we go. <laughs> um, heard about that? I did. He's gone. He's a goner. Yeah. But on another note, so I'm going to uh, support another female-led band, Salt Cathedral, based from Colombia. Or actually based from New York, but they're Colombian. They're currently touring. Richard and I try to go see them at South by Southwest. I miss them, unfortunately, so hopefully they'll come around someday. They have, like, this great Caribbean sound. Uh, they released a new music video I really liked. But I definitely recommend them. Great vibes for the summertime. You had me at Salt Cathedral. You had me at Salt. <laughs> that so name's yes. really dope. <laughs> but it, also, it really is. Also, if um, the Brawlettes are touring, or they just announced tour dates, they're traveling. Whoa. So it sounded like you said the Brawlettes. The Brawlettes. Yeah. No, I know you like said. Fight. Yeah. Oh. oh, like brawl. Yeah. I mean, it's about to go down if somebody tries to mess with somebody at a show again, and I'm there. Uh-oh. I'm going to need you to talk to me after this, because I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm stressed. That's the gap getting real gangster right now. <laughs> She's a pusher. And I don't know what to do. Me neither. Y'all want me to throw out names? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah. Um, you can. I mean, shit. So. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so what? Rafa, so yeah, Brawlets are touring, so go check them out. I oh, think they yay. just released their dates, and they're going to like LA and Denver oh, and so stuff. So I'm really excited for them. Props. That's really dope. Um, I do not have a who you got 
because I've been listening, like, I literally waited for Midnight for that Push album. I'm happy for you. Welcome to my world. So, I've been listening to Push, and then, you know, sprinkling in some other stuff. Uh, like what? Do you really want to know? Mm-hmm. Like, I love going to my corridos and rancheras. Yeah. Yo, so, I was really upset because, um, okay, so, it was my, <laughs> my brother's birthday on Monday, I think I told you. Yes. But, um... He always put me onto a lot of weird stuff, and I remember I kind of got in trouble for listening to El Tri when I was younger because my mother was like, "Why are you and listening?" Your brother put you on. Yeah, no, he was a big fan, and they would he would always go to shows when whenever they came here to to Dallas or to. I remember they even drove somewhere to go see them and, and Anitos Verdes, but Dang. yeah. So like I was listening, so he had bought me the Sinfonico album, their their symphony. Out, like they did you know they performed with a symphony oh, there and uh it was super dope and it's not anywhere like it's not on spotify or apple music and so now i gotta go find the actual cd it's not on youtube um i think some of the songs are on youtube yeah, but youtube's usually the last resort yeah and so um i was listening to some you know some old school three and other stuff but um yeah in between the yeah the i sold drugs once upon a yes. time um, I like it. I like hearing what other people are listening to, so it's not all the new stuff and make me feel lame because I listen to the same. Well, I listen to old stuff too because I'm from an era. Notice he has not said it at all. I haven't. SD. I'm trying really hard, Esty. I'm very proud of you. I got you. Shout out. Um, I am. I was already kind of a fan of my who you got, mm-hmm. but now I'm a fan. <laughs> Wait, is this why you have the little? <laughs> Stop. Are you for real? Yes, me Oh, Maria. my God. <laughs> okay, so, like, I just had a pleasant... Uh, <laughs> this is for real. Yes, yes. I was like, why? I, I was like, maybe I missed it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I was on the phone with our sweet friend, Maria Yolis, who you'll hear... You've heard her before. You'll hear yeah, her again. She sells bread. <laughs> she calls me um and every time she calls me she's like pan," and i die every time anyways all these inside jokes i'm so sorry um she's like yo go look at bad bunny's twitter account and i was like wait and she's like go look and i was like okay shit so she like sends me something on instagram from radio menea's story and it basically said some shit about, which this is a whole another topic. We haven't really jumped into sex because mm-hmm. we listen, a lot of children listen. And we talk about it in different friendship times. Right. But I think we've purposely kind of avoided the very obvious discussion because, you know, we know the kids listen or whatever. Um, but basically, Bad Bunny was talking about lots of different things that mm-hmm. are like, yeah. So he started talking about, first it was saying basically like, who gives a fuck about pubic hair? Oh. And I was like, yo. And then he started talking. And then I was joking with her. And I said, let him say something about fat bitches and game's over. Yeah. And this motherfucker <laughs> started tweeting about how he didn't care if a woman was big or not. And he was yeah. like, I like them all. And he was like, I'd rather have a big woman than a fake woman. And I was like, yeah. yo. And I was like dying and I was like, am I standing bad buddy right now? Am I a stan? And that's not me trying to shame yeah. anybody that does anything to their body. Ba- I'm sorry. Baboni. Baboni. Yes, you gotta say it correctly. Yeah. Sorry, I'm all American. <laughs> um 
But then I was like scrolling through all the tweets. He went off and yeah. I was just like, fuck. Like I already listened to all the little remixes and shit he's on. Yeah. But now I have to stand my Toy Story neighbor lookalike, Sid, a.k.a. Puerto Rican Poppy, <laughs> Baboni, because I was just I so happy. Put the little bunny I put emo- a little bunny emoji <laughs> by my name on Twitter. It has not left. It's been there for officially a week. Me and Yolis did it at the same time. Because oh we are God. now Bad Bunny stands. I could literally hear them from my room. We were screaming. She was like planning yeah. their next move as a stand. I was so... I mean, he's probably going to disappoint me by next week. Yeah. Because, hello. Did you watch the video already that came out? No, I like it. No, I haven't. But I'm very excited. Yeah. So I have a little crush on him now. And I just like... Especially, this is not that I'm trying to give all the power to the man or anything, but it takes a lot for like dudes to say shit like that because yeah. we live in a society where you're <clears> supposed <throat> to be like a bare naked skinny ass Barbie doll. Yeah. <sighs> so it was just very refreshing to see this like obviously easily could be like F boy on top of the world money making cute handsome whatever dude. Mm-hmm. And so I just appreciate him saying that. So shout out to Bad Bunny. This who you got went way too long. <laughs> oh snap! It is a who you. It got. is a who you got. Um, <laughs> and that, and I'm also obviously listening to like lots of reggaeton right now, um, which we could discuss how these are all like white Latinos that are running reggaeton now, and reggaeton's yeah. base is very Afro. Um, True. However, Bring back reggaeton right now is popping. Yeah. Um. So yeah, lots of Bad Bunny and Nicki Jam happening for me, and the new J Balvin. Oh album came out as well so yay all the good stuff and i believe that is all we have for the colores radio that wraps it up for us here at the colores radio don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media at the colores co subscribe and leave us a darn review we'd love to keep growing so please share it with your family and friends or your racist grandma We could not go on without your support. Don't you guys love my writing skills? (laughs) Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. We could not go on without your support. You said that, Dwayne. Oh, my God. Did I? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys, am I drunk? You're trying to read. It's kind of Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. On Instagram. I hate that part. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jason Ramirez. And we promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content. And more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Contact us on social media or email us at thecolorescollective at gmail.com. I just realized I didn't get to talk about the wild detectives and the drama that happened there. But we going to do it one day. I promise. I'm sorry. We had a lot to cover. Thank you so much again for listening. I hope you have a great week. And join us again next time to for the Colores Radio. The Colores Radio. The Colores Radio.